we Hello. not? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Look at you guys. All right. I think. Am I good? Am I good? I'm good. You yeah. look great. You look good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. I have not changed t-shirt in two days. <laughs> I haven't worn a bra or underwear in three months. I just That's put a girl. makeup on for the first time yeah. in, two, in two months. I mean, it's what the pandemic does to us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. All yeah. right. Do you want to start? Yeah, we can. Unless, are right there in. any housekeeping before we need to start? I don't think so. I mean, we've done it before. You remember how it went? <laughs> I do. I do. All yeah. right. I think we should be good. Okay. Ready? Wait, is it you or me? You know. It's you because it's odd. It's even, right? Because the last one okay. we did was Darren, right? Okay, yes. Did we do one after Darren? Did no, no, no. Okay. no. <laughs> You're asking me the freaking what you Look, I don't know. I'm already having fun. This is us every day. Okay. Hello and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylat. And this is Kalina. And today, special surprise, we've got Esther Rabbit back with us. Yay! welcome hi guys thank you for joining us again to talk about your second installment and um yeah so if you guys remember from our last episode with esther we have this episode oh thank you for writing that down see (laughs) i knew you i don't know how i do anything without you Uh, episode i I need that brain in my life as well (laughs) right there, you know, she, she's our, you're in Spain, right? Still? Still. Still. Okay. I should have been in Italy by now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we get, no, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So there's a time difference. And thank you so much for staying up and uh, chatting with us. So, yeah. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And speaking about episode 38, I just, I was blown away at all the facts you mentioned after our interview. It was just so amazing. And wow. Like, I have no words. You mentioned things that I really never even thought of oh. while writing, but... Wow. Well, and it oh, it was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of what we do. We just well, kind of take yeah. them apart and dissect them. And, um, I mean, we really enjoyed the first book. We enjoyed this book, too. And we just thought that that particular topic was something to touch on and it needed to be spoken about. So, yeah, thank you for writing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just at the beginning of my journey as well. So it's a learning curve and it's still a learning curve. And, you know, you do get better as you do it. But I'm so thankful for everything you're doing for me and for authors like me. And thanks to you and your podcast, I have been reading new books. Yay! And because last (laughs) time we spoke, I had been listening to you guys, but not reading any of the books. And this time I'm catching up on my reading. So I actually read the vampire book, the horny virgin vampire book. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Falling in love with a nurse, Nurse Erin. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> it's uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it right now. It's it's the young vampire who uh was captured from New Orleans. <laughs> Helen Hart's book, Helen Hart's book, yes, Un- That's right. Unchained, Unchained. yes, that <laughs> it we would eventually get there. We got there, we got there. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. We really, we uh, we really liked that one too. So yeah, well, cool. Thank you for reading with us. That's amazing. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that was kind I of got one more fan yeah. and follower and reader. Yay! <laughs> that's perfect. One for the that's books. all we need. <laughs> 
We enjoy doing it, whether yeah. you know we have listeners or not. We know there are people listening, so yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's definitely nice. enjoyable. Your readers, fun. you obviously love reading, but you're bringing added value to the reading and writing community because what you're doing is adding value, and it's great for authors and for readers. So you're joining the best of both worlds. It's great. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. Big love. Yay. (laughs) So like last time, we'd like to start off with a quickie, a quick question. We feel like it's pretty, you know, everyone by now knows the world has changed. (laughs) Things are a little bit different. Quarantine has happened to everyone. So what in this time Besides just like people, other, you know, people and stuff, do you think you missed the most? What about your previous pre-quarantine, pre-coronavirus life? Do you miss the most? Alcohol with people out. That was yeah. easy, right? Yeah. That was a That's good a one. That's a good one. Yeah. I miss, yeah. Like, okay, people, we all miss, like, we all miss people. That's it. Top of the list. But then in my case, the ability maybe to travel because... I travel a lot and I work remotely. So I'm all over the place all the time. So this time around, it wasn't so easy. They closed the borders. It's I'm in the heart of it all because Spain was severely hit way before. Spain and Italy were hit way before the U.S. So it's been crazy. But luckily for me, I just bought a home here. So at least I'm not, you know, (laughs) spending all my savings on Airbnb, which would have been a disaster right but but it's hard it's hard and it's been especially hard here they have the harshest rules we were only allowed to walk out two weeks ago and just like maybe an hour around our yeah an hour around the home between 6 a.m and 10 a.m or 8 and 11 p.m so we had to pick an hour and all that it's crazy wow Oh, yeah, That's- we are not facing such strict <laughs> restrictions. Uh, we've gone a little bit of a different route, apparently. It's very so how, how was it for you guys? Um, our, we're lucky in that we do live in a state that the governor took it very seriously. So Governor Polis here in Colorado did put the state on stay at home for almost six weeks. Yeah. I, I think say. of a real strict stay at yeah. home. And then uh, he's transitioned into safer at home now where uh, some more things have opened up, but the, still the emphasis is on social distancing and staying within like your family group and not, not really hanging out with people like <laughs> your friend who you're probably not supposed to be. What? Sitting this close no, to, there's a divider here. It's See? Fine. I'm on screen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Perfectly divided. I see it. You see it. We've both been doing, like, following the rules really well. So I Mm -hmm. think we're both feel pretty confident. And I don't have it. So that's that's great. good. Wow. Good. Yeah. We still are getting testing up and running. But yeah, it's been been interesting. It's... my life didn't change too much because I was in an essential job. We serve seniors and they need to stay fed. So we've been going in and doing our food bank and our you know meals delivery and keeping feed, you know, keeping seniors fed. So I've been going to work every day, even though no one else in Denver has. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, for the most part, people have been. Mm-hmm. And everyone's rules. jealous, like, trust me. And I know you, I know, I know your kid policy, because it's my kid policy. <laughs> yeah. And you and I are the lucky ones. Oh. <laughs> 
poor parents, like my heart goes out to the parents out there. What they have to be facing right now, going to work, being great parents, substitute teachers, parenting during lockdown. Oh my God, it has to be awful. And <laughs> I know, I, I don't. I can't even imagine. I can't either, but so okay. well, I, I can actually speak to that. Yes, I can attest yeah. to that. So I can tell you what I miss the most and that's sending my kids to Your school. Your twins were, were, were five, right? Yeah, they're six, they now. six now. Okay. They're six now and they're, um, they're in kindergarten. They got to experience the uh, first free school year for kindergarten and that's probably going to go all backwards now because we're all in a deficit and it's just uh, it's amazing what this pandemic is doing to the world and to the economy and stuff but yeah that's the thing I miss most is uh sending my kids to school one so they can get an education from a qualified teacher I am not a qualified teacher I know it's kindergarten but it's hard you can't it's tell foundational. me yeah you can't tell me it's that. all over Facebook yeah <laughs> Parents telling teachers off, now's your time to shine. It, you know, exactly, right? I mean, I've never I've I've never been that parent that's like teachers are blah 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 and they're bad. I have always respected them. I respect them a lot more now that I was doing teaching at home. I mean, I was also doing my full-time job, so that was hard, but uh they deserve so much more than just a crazy mom who's trying to do <laughs> their teacher job and their mom job and their exactly. reg my regular work job and so, you're going to school and i'm also going to school which is how is that going yeah, by the way it's going it's going very well i think i'm doing really good congratulations it's <laughs> it's just i'm not getting enough time to do it i got your message this morning at like three i was still awake so <laughs> yeah it's not good it's not healthy it's not good and we actually spoke about this last time for our last quickie was are you a night owl or a morning person well i am definitely a night owl and it hasn't changed so i just look forward to getting them back in school so i can have a break and so they can actually get a qualified education <laughs> instead of crazy yeah, mom some, but we've got at least three months before it maybe have a chance of going back to school because yeah. it's school's done now and school's they've got the whole now, summer and they've got at least you don't have to teach them all summer yeah and we have one more week left and then i'm in the clear <laughs> but you didn't say what you missed i miss well i don't i don't know <laughs> i do miss, i think i just miss the general freedom of like deciding you're gonna go do something and you can you know obviously that's pretty much what i think everyone is really missing but i it's scary and I'm, I fear for people and I fear for, you know, countries, especially a lot of the world where healthcare is sketchy anyway, right. like yeah. it's starting to really impact Africa and that worries me. I just feel mm -hmm. like it's going to be so disproportionately harmful to the poorest and the most needy people in this world and they're going to be it is. affected. It is it's going to decimate them and we are not doing a good job <laughs> of taking care of people right now and it's okay. very upsetting. So that I, I miss not being upset by things. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I mean, we are. We tend to get upset by everything now. Like we're all a bit edgy, yeah. and it, it's hard. But I think it's also now's the the perfect time to realize how much we're all depending on each other, mm -hmm. and how much our income and our job depends on others. It's crazy. Yeah. And yes. I've I've always said this. 
you still need to buy your bread, buy cheaper bread if your like household economy still allows it, but keep on buying it. Because if you don't buy it, families are going to go hungry. Yeah, it's、mm-hmm. the way it is.、Mm-hmm. So if your income still allows it, do your online shopping and get that I don't know newspaper or that book or that you know shower gel you like. Because if you don't, it's going to be tragic. And、uh, fortunately, well, or unfortunately, we're going to recover, but it's going to take between three and five years.、Mm-hmm. Like it. To get to the same level、yeah. economy-wise,、Absolutely. so but hey,、uh, let's say like not on on the negative side, on the downside, there's not going to be a lot of traveling going on this year. So because people are, a lot of the people have been affected economically, so they're not going to travel. They're going to vacation differently, and the ones who haven't been affected are probably scared、mm-hmm. either to move around because of the virus、mm-hmm. or just thinking, why am I going to wait in line for a restaurant or a museum, or why am I going to put myself in that situation? So the bright side for readers and authors is that the entertainment is going to change slightly because we we still need to escape somewhere. And books are a great way to, and a cheaper way to do it. So、mm-hmm. absolutely, that's a plus. I hope so too.、Yeah. I hope I hope people take up reading and <laughs> get involved with these books because they're awesome and they are good kind of like brain cleansers. You can get outside. You have to be careful. I have stumbled across two since the pandemic started that I had to stop because they were touching on themes that were too close. And it was I was getting too anxious. So like one, there was an alien invasion with a virus, and I was like, no, I can't read this book. <laughs> I got very upset, <laughs> and I put the book down. I was like, I'm sorry, book. Now is not the time for you. <laughs> not what I'm dealing with this right now. And then another also- one was about.、Um, How a certain—it was another sci-fi book—and a certain civilization structure was coming to an end due to outside forces, and the corporations were being very greedy and taking—they were trying to save themselves and let all of the humanity die. And I was just like, ah, this is so too close to home. Too close to home. So you have to pick、It、books、is. that don't set off your、uh, pandemic issues. <laughs> yeah. Also, Amazon is taking a lot of books. On pandemics and all that out, so they're <laughs> they're deleting and discarding、oh. content that it's not relevant or is it's just because it's it's a selling、sure. feature right now. You say pandemic and everyone's going to buy it because it's the word. Yeah, it's the word of twenty twenty.、Yeah. I thought this was going to be my year. <laughs> How wrong was I? It's, it's nobody's year. <laughs> no. It's nobody's it's year. Nobody's、no. year. Yeah, and other、um, people are taking different approaches to where they're having like movie marriage. Marathons with apocalyptic movies, you know, like World War Z and 2012, and all of that. I could they... do those if they weren't disease based. <laughs> What was it? The contagion, contagion or outbreak? Yes, that's the biggest. <laughs> I watched、one. that twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, see,、yep. some people might find comfort in those kind of themes right now, and for other people, it's not. Like I, you know, I was like, not today, book. We will come back to you in the future. Yeah, yeah, so, but yeah. Nobody close to you will ever get it. Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully. So far, so good. Yeah, I think we've all been pretty careful. My mom wants to come and visit the boys all the time. My dad too, and I'm like, no, sorry, you guys stay home, mama, and you too, dad. It's great. It's a great point in time where they can get, I don't know, internet platform friendly. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, my mom actually knows how to video call me now. Before she didn't. <laughs> now she knows how to do it. Yep. I got this. And she and she doesn't call me. She calls the boys. She's like, hey, where are your sons? Oh, okay. They're right here. <laughs> I'm fine, by the way, mom. She's like, yeah, let me talk to the boys. <laughs> All right. So should we start uh, moving into the book? We, we yeah. read... Found in Amber for this episode, which is the um, second book to the Lost in Amber, uh, which we read last episode. So it's part of a, is it part of a two book series or do you think there's more in the future? I don't know. I'm okay. hoping to find out. <laughs> okay. We are also wondering. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the things that I asked during the first episode of what you wanted to see in the first book, I took notes of everything. And also the shape of water guy is there because of you guys. I thought so at the intergalactic or whatever the, yes. Oh my God, that's it's so amazing. So you made things happen in my book. So thank you for that. No, thank you. That is so amazing. Yeah, when as, as we were reading through, I was just like, wait a minute. Hey. <laughs> That's that's amazing. That's so cool. There was definitely that. So, yeah. yeah, I'm taking notes this time around as well. <laughs> that's good. So, so this um, we pick up with Zoe and and Jasper after the events of the first book, and kind of take it into a larger setting because we move off of focusing solely on Earth into where uh, what Opt and Z and the other planet, the Alliance, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. where we move to in this book. I had a question. So I know you changed something, like, you know, you, you developed some things after talking to people and, and as things, but did you have kind of the whole plot, like the bones of the plot before, no. like from the beginning? No. So Found in Amber kind of took its own course even after you yeah. wrote Last in Amber? Okay. Yeah. I had no idea where the, because I'm a pantser. I never know where my writing is going to take me. And I'm afraid that if I plotted everything beforehand, then maybe I wouldn't be able to surprise myself. And I'm, I'm a creative, so I don't struggle with that side of things. Because mm-hmm. twists and all that, I do not struggle with that. They come easy to me. Mm-hmm. So probably Silet is like that as well. You would be a better creative than Potter <laughs> and Planner. And, um, Oh, yeah. This feels very much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because then you're able to surprise yourself. At least in my case, it's far easier. And the the story develops organically somehow. The characters do what they want and they go places. I knew that, for example, I wanted to take them on opt. I wanted, like, the story development to happen, like, next on opt. But I didn't know. I knew maybe some big lines, but not. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it's you can't tell from the books that it feels very planned. Yeah. Well planned. It feels like it makes sense. It's like it goes in a logical progression. Mm-hmm. It's not like all of a sudden I'm like, where'd we go? <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> so it, it the whole thing flows from book Fingers one crossed. to book two. So it's definitely a you you know, great job. You really accomplished telling a story, a complete yeah. story without necessarily having it plotted out. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. great. Um yeah. Oh no, I was just oh, um okay. <laughs> 
because you'd mentioned that you were a pantser, and I, I've been watching your YouTube videos, so I was um, trying to remember what it was that I replied on on that specific episode about um, pantser and plotter and stuff, and I don't remember what I said. <laughs> But I think you're right about that. It, the way you wrote it was pretty streamlined. There were some surprises that happened. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> like, and if you remember, Esther, I'm, I have a hard time remembering sometimes. And actually, we read this book months ago. Kalina actually reread it in about five minutes yesterday. Oh, took uh, most of the day yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I don't, I mean, I guess we could do whatever we want. It's our podcast. Moving straight to the end. It was a real big surprise. And Kalina explained it to me a little bit. A real big surprise about what had happened with Lee. Yeah. Spoiler alert for anyone. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So don't listen. I would like to express my feelings about that. In Express that. them. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I'm so, I knew it. I knew it. I, I had it coming. I, I almost it. cried because I was like, wait, I actually I had to go back and reread it because I thought maybe, or at least the end part, I thought maybe I'd missed a really pivotal point. And what really got me was when she snuck out of the wedding in this dress that she hated to go and like die. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute what just happened i don't understand and and i think the thing that got me the most was that the ambassadors that were surrounding her were trying to make her feel comfortable and trying to talk her out of it yeah talk her, and they were just like i think that was what was hitting me the most because it wasn't that she was going to a prison where people wanted her to die and wanted to kill her it was that these people were supporting her and they hesitant to do the whole thing but then she just popped the pill in her mouth and then she was done and I was like, what just happened? And I almost, it was three in the morning, so I didn't call you. But I almost called Kalina and lost my mind because what, what inspired that? Like, I know, I, we know what the, we, we know what it means, but like. Um, uh, basically, you, you are so creative. <laughs> And I know that because you just decided to jump into the end shot <laughs> and take it from there. So I'm going to try and explain it as, you know, Perfect. as much as I can. Lilu is smart enough to know that the Alliance will look for culprits and they can find culprits and they can, somebody needs to be punished for what happened somehow as an example for the rest disciplinary mm-hmm. example for, for the rest. So um, she knows that there are risks that maybe, you know, Jasper can be punished in order, you know, not to get his happily ever after with, with Zoe or her sister can, you know. So there yeah. are a lot of variables there that she wants to stop for everyone else to get their happy endings, which is when she decides to sacrifice herself so that nothing could interfere with everybody else's happy ending. Wow. Because her sister faked her own death Mm -hmm. to be with the one she loved and now came back to the Alliance and said, I did it. I did it. Mm -hmm. Here's Mm -hmm. me. Yep. Mm -hmm. Etienne, we know it. what happened with Etienne, James, Jasper broke the intergalactic rules and so on and so forth. So there was just her taking she she does that like her character her personality there's a lot of backbone there's a lot of initiative she's really the leader mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. jasper is an ambassador and blah 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 she's he's too young anyway so she's just taking charge and doing what she thinks needs to be done in order for everybody else to yeah yeah, yeah. well i think the main kind of through piece for most of, for both books is the question 
of weighing the greater good versus your own personal interests. So we start with James and Chan in the first book, who has decided his love for Zoe trumps, you know, the Alliance's plans for Earth and how he has to take some very drastic and very awful steps in order to try to save the one person he loves. And he asked Zoe that question of if you could save, I don't remember how many, one person or one person versus 100, who would you save? Who would you save? And she, you know, initially out of context answers, you save the most unless the one is you, then I save you. Um, And then we kind of get that tested throughout the rest of the book where she's forced to put Etienne slash James's life versus Earth. And then throughout every Everyone's kind of asked to put the people they love versus greater goods. And I feel like Lilu's the only one to make the most selfless choice. The completely like somebody's got to take it and I will do it so that everyone I love, all parties are are safe and happy in the end. I mean, they're going to be heartbroken when they find out she did this. But but Yeah. yeah, I think she's the one really selfless character in the books, whereas everyone else tries to, at different times to be, but they really do have selfish motives to, for the ones Altario they love. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is true. Yeah. This is true. Uh, yeah, I think that you build your characters so incredibly. This actually can move on to the next question that we have for you. The story revolves around Zoe and Jasper and their love. I think yeah. that they're like the main characters, but you give so much agency to all of your characters and so much backstory to it. So it's almost kind of like, it's not really about Zoe and Jasper. My favorite character happened to be Lilu, <laughs> even before <laughs> she was killed. So when she died. Who, who was your favorite? Lilu. Lilu. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, she was freaking badass and just the best. No, that's okay. <laughs> it happened. You know, uh, it, 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 it totally happened happens i actually i love her more than more because of that but uh the title of your book is lost in amber and found in amber and so your characters all have their own different backstories and stuff but can you explain so we have a theory of what the amber is can you explain to us what the amber is what don't you don't you want to test this theory first <laughs> i mean it's jasper's eyes right that's my girl okay <laughs> yeah that's, i was thinking i have to tell you the story of okay. how i named my books because it's so late I just have to put it out there. And I I don't think I've ever said it. I'm an accidental writer. So I um, there was this summer I made a financial investment like really big and I couldn't travel. And I had to just do something with my time. So I started reading and then I started writing a story which accidentally morphed into a book, which was Lost in Amber. And I had like a, a Word document on my desktop that I named Lost where I used to write, oh, don't forget to get your groceries. Um, Don't forget to do your laundry at five. Don't forget to whatever. So it was like my own personal calendar in a Word document with shit that I didn't, (laughs) you know. So I started writing it there because it just was another chore. Yeah, I'm going to write this story, see where it takes me in a document that's not important. And then, oh, my God, what do I name this? Mm-hmm. And the word document was already called Lost. So his eyes were amber. So Lost in Amber. There you have it. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's yeah. I have a document called Unforgettable. So that is pretty amazing. <laughs> There's the title of your first book. <laughs> there we go. Uh, that is so that is so lame. I mean, no, no, it's not it's lame not. at all. It all. If you've got something that inspires something great, then it's not lame. So I'm glad well, you think so. Yeah. And I think it was also working in other on other levels, because if you think about the amber, the mineral and how things get trapped in it. 
And later, like, lost to time and then later rediscovered, there felt to be a lot of, not exactly those parallels, but things were happening to people outside of their normal, you know, the way that their Earth lives would have gone for, especially Zoe, Sam, and, and Emma. And it was like they got trapped in a greater thing outside of them and then found the a new place. The way your brain works <laughs> makes me feel like a character of Ice Age. <laughs> I podcast with her on a weekly basis. I know how you feel, Esther. <laughs> it's just... It's inc- she's incredible. It's incredible. Unbelievable. <laughs> Power to you. Well, thank you. Well, I liked it. Anyway. <laughs> I, it I really liked the way it worked, and I thought it was very. It was a. It's a good. Those are good titles for the story, and they. Yeah, they. Were you, um, let's say, satisfied with uh, Mia and Rufus, and what happened along the way with the two of them? Yes. Yeah, we're four happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the one thing that like I was happy about, but also could see the hang up with was um, Mia losing her scars. Mm. Like it felt right in that she wouldn't, she could be less self-conscious like at her wedding and in, in future ways when she's going about her life, she doesn't have the visual reminder of the torture, but it also is like, it doesn't go away. And I think I liked how at that end where she's kind of talking to herself as she's walking, getting ready to walk down the aisle. And she mentions that they will never be gone for her, even mm-hmm. though she knows that you can't yeah. see them anymore. She carries them inside because it would. That's a transformative experience she went through. And even though the opt-ins were able to take them away from her skin, they can't undo what happened no. to any of the hybrids. No. You know, they have change their lives forever. They can't take away the the mental scarring Mm-mm. and the things that they went through. Or just through. the I, new person you are at the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mia has undergone kidnap, rape, and a lot of bad shit. So mm-hmm. I know that you really liked her in the first book. Mm-hmm. When I thought she was, I think I, I liked her a lot in the second book. She's not in it quite as much. She, you know, she plays a smaller role, but... It was interesting um, when they're back in June and the first they're first discussing whether to bring in James and Etienne, James slash Etienne, to try to work with him. And like Rufus is losing his shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like there's no way that asshole tortured us, and you can't. He's work my with favorite. Him like he's my he's my favorite. Is it obvious Rufus, that he's my yes. favorite? He's yes. the bunny that's just like won't <laughs> yeah. sit still. <laughs> and she's got such quiet strength to like hold him back and go this is the way we have to do this mm-hmm. like we have to move forward we can't you know yeah i do i guess theoretically you could just stay in that time loop until you die <laughs> i mean you know but that's not a good answer so the only way forward is to work with james and see what was going on and so she has this just unreasonable strength it's like it's so intense that she can put that aside to work with him in a way that you know even rufus who yes was mistreated by james but he not to the extent and beck not to the extent that that mia was so she has the most right to say no and she doesn't so yeah i like how she had to keep controlling i mean i don't like it (laughs) not controlling but just pulling him back 
Yes. Just pulling him back, not not really stopping what he wanted to do. Well, I guess stopping what he wanted to do, but <laughs> it, but for good reason. She really did calm him down a lot. He had Rufus is a man of a lot of emotions, which is beautiful because we don't usually get that with a lot of the men that we read. They're either really macho or they're or they're really macho. My friends, my friends actually told me that. Um, your men are interesting. I do. I think they, they think break so. a lot of the standard norms of mm-hmm. uh, romance. Yeah. You know, they're much more... I think they have <laughs> more character to them. <laughs> so, which is good. Yeah. You know, it's better to read someone different with, like, a lot of character development for their for all the men. All the characters. Women mm-hmm. and men. I don't want any of them to be stereotypical, like, yeah. single, sure. uh, you know, flat characters. Because we know those tropes. We've seen them they're on a lot of tv and movies <laughs> so i'd rather see someone who's a fully well-rounded like and there's good and bad to all the mm-hmm. characters they're not no what like at the end i think it's zoe's talking to james and she's like we're not all just sinner or saints you know we have a mix there's black and white in everyone so was there any point where you liked the villain oh i i I really I loved how you introduced the... You didn't? Is that what you said? I didn't. <laughs> I actually really... I really liked how you wrote James. Uh, mainly because even though I really, really fucking hated him in the first book, in the second book, you start to understand the motives, the reasoning behind that. And as a warrior of love... <laughs> I, I Well, I think his motive... I mean, to save Zoe, right? Are they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think he professes that a lot, but I think you don't think it's real. I think he thinks it is. I don't you think, think he, he thinks it's real. I don't think he really even knows love. Really? I don't think James does. I think especially we learn that in the scene where they're captured mm-hmm. and Zoe has her flip out and she wants to talk to him and she's like, we were never, it was unhealthy, our relationship. I was so infatuated and I, you were on such a pedestal and mm-hmm. we were never equals. And I think that's a very clear key. You know, he was her first relationship, yeah. real boyfriend relationship, you know, like move in together stuff. And and so that's, I think it's a real key that he thought she was in. He's a scientist. So he found something interesting and unique and he liked her, but I don't think he knew love. And so I think he thought he did. <laughs> But he wasn't, he didn't treat her equally. He made decisions for her. He didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't good. And he, then he made up ideas on why he then okay. he like justified everything. He showed up at June and was like, "Well, I'm not going to apologize because that would mean I didn't know what I was doing the whole time, and I right. knew what I was doing the whole time." And I was like, "Oh, you're an asshole." So <laughs> well, I, I mean, think, yeah, that definitely explains why he's an asshole and and that he didn't understand love. But I think that he was trying to. I think that's what I, I you think know? it was an it was a good scientific idea for him. <laughs> He was like, what's this new science thing? Love. But it didn't even seem like like he had apparently been in a relationship with Mezen. Is that how you would say um, yeah. Lilu's sister is Mezen? Before she found her true love. And, you know, but that didn't even, like, it didn't, I don't know. I missed that part. Yeah. They, yeah, they were in a relationship oh, at okay. first. So that's why she went to him when she needed to fake her death. Oh. Because she knew him. <laughs> they grew up together. Hey, guys, it's me. <laughs> So. I I do forget that as well sometimes. So. <laughs> and I wrote it. I mean, so I don't. That's yeah, something. I think you. I think you did a really good job with James too, because he isn't the giant monster that he is in the first book, where it's easy. 
but he isn't absolved at the end. You know, he doesn't, yeah. he still isn't quite doing things the right way. Oh, for sure. Or for the right reasons. For sure. But you wrote him in a sense that, at least for gullible readers like me, <laughs> I was like, yes, he's turning around. This is going to be great. It's going to be, and, and knowing that he wasn't going to end up with Zoe in the end. I like that you killed him off. I think that he deserved to die, and especially in the manner that he did. And I knew even if he were to be alive, he would never have Zoe back. But it almost seemed like he was progressing in a way that could fool us into allowing him back into our hearts. And he was the only thing that I liked about him was that he kept trying to encourage Lilu yes. to be herself. Yeah, yeah. In the pre- yeah, he was like, "This isn't you." He did. Yeah, that he was did. good. I think because. It, that was a hard hit to her to think both of her ambassadors had, like, tricked and betrayed her. That was... What did you think when Jasper turned? I put my book down and I walked away. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I don't think I read it for, like, two weeks. I didn't read it for two weeks. I, I was, was like, not happy. Nope. I was like, no, I Jasper. <laughs> Jasper, damn it, Jasper. No. Sorry. So it was I, believable enough. Yes. 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 And I was pissed. I was so mad. I was so mad. I am and I was mad when he came back and was like, I had to do it. I was like, fuck you, Jasper. <laughs> and like we, um, the explanation of it and why he had to do We Like I understood that and I accepted it at the end. But while it was happening and they were going through all their shit and they were prison, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And Kalina hadn't gotten to that part yet. She's like, yeah, I'm starting to be. And I'm like, you just wait. <laughs> you wait. I, I put it aside and I didn't visit it for about two weeks. I couldn't either. I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. I was so mad at Jasper. So mad. So he, mad at him. had to be the man on the inside to collect evidence yeah. and all that. So. Oh, it does. Yeah. We get it. It, it, it makes sense. But, oh, it was but, a hard turn. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard turn. You get so into the lives of these characters and what they're going through. You start to feel like, you know, like Mia's well, scars and stuff. And then, like, Jasper does this and you're like, what the hell? I really don't know how I would trust McGinnis. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be like... It doesn't. It took me to the end. I don't know, Jasper. Where? That was too convincing. <laughs> I am so happy good. about this. I, I was like, this is, I have to make it convincing. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to be a predictable twist. So it was good. I was worried that it was not good enough, that it was like too predictable that he he's uh, the good guy. I was struggling with that for a bit. But um, did you like Jasper in book two? <laughs> <laughs> it made it hard because of that. So Here's my. You wrote him so perfectly well in the first book that when he changed in the second book and then he disappeared for a while, it made it. I don't know that betrayal. That betrayal really, really got to me, and <laughs> broke me. it. It it really did. <laughs> it broke my character for me. I um because he isn't supposed to quote unquote have these emotions for Zoe, and he does. I think that's sort of what brings it back. But then you think he was trained to be a soldier. He was trained to do this. Not a soldier. He's an Mm. ambassador. Not a soldier. But you know what I mean? He was trained to be this. uh, Well, and he was genetically engineered. Exactly. So, So at the back of my mind, I was like, okay, well, it's not really his fault. But because he was starting to have those emotions for Zoe and he was fighting it, I was allowing myself to like him again afterwards. But even to the end of the book, Esther, I still have varying degrees of emotions for Jasper. That's good. That's good. 
That's good. That's good. That's good. So do I. That's very good. So do I. That's very good. Yeah. I mean, it's a part of who they are with um, with Etienne as well. It's a Judy is a big part of who they are as genetically enhanced beings because their parents select the features that are going to define their personality so then their character traits so uh, whatever develops more in percentage would make that person better at xyz mm -hmm. so for jasper it's judy he gets feelings but there's judy that is mm -hmm. such a big part of him so um in doing what he does in playing a double agent he's thinking about the at least in my head he's thinking about the bigger picture where collecting evidence might be better for the final outcome where he can have a shot with zoe yeah and it does i mean Rather. it's crucial because i don't think like without it they wouldn't have the full picture of the corruption and it would easily be passed off onto like one bad actor and uh, continue on right just ops opt would have been punished or something not the other three original or the other two original planets so it's needed it's important and he does it because he has to do his job but it also opens up to zoe that ending piece where she tries to push him away for a while because now she sees the bigger picture of like he is important for his planet and and the alliance as a whole and maybe we can't be together because then i would be taking him away from his, his his duty duty and his uh what he was born to do yeah that's one of my favorite tropes by the way just so you know Esther, is that that forbidden love, whether it's happened in the beginning or they had it at some point or they're not they're not supposed to be together, but they end up together. It's my most favorite. So I was definitely in love with that part where they decided we can't do this or Zoe decided we can't do this. We can't be together. Mm -hmm. That had me going, too. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, it was good. One thing that had me going was Sam and Alex. Right? Oh, yeah. That was a twist. That was. That Sam. was unexpected even for me. <laughs> <laughs> that girl, Sam, she knows what she wants. <laughs> so I think that brings up, like, this is kind of a good time to do our kiss and tell for yeah, the episode. So. Which is, so now we've mentioned all four of the main leading men, James slash Etienne, Jasper, Rufus, and Alex. So which of the four, which of those is your choice, your pick for your leading man? In your life. In your life. <laughs> I know mine. What's yours? So I have this really weird attraction to tech nerds. Damn it. Oh, it's <laughs> mine. You don't get Alex. He's mine. <laughs> you have to pick one of the others. No. <laughs> I'm totally in love with Alex. I'm told I love Rufus too. I think Rufus is my second one because he's in he's just he's got so much emotion. But Alex is my guy. He's the quiet one. He just does what he's told. And he's... Not that I'm controlling in that way. But, like, the, the quiet... <laughs> the, like, the quiet, like, mechanical, organized tech nerd is my guy. And I... There's something about being, at least in my case, maybe not in your case, the one in the relationship who gets to be the loud, obnoxious one. And then you have your quiet counterpart. That's me. I'm all for it. And so Alex would be mine for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because he, we wouldn't be opposite. Right. You guys would be the same. I like but... Alex the most too. I think he would be my choice. But mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I do. I like that kind of like baffled by all of this emotional needs of the humans around him. Yeah. And being like, I don't understand. He doesn't this. get it. He doesn't. It is so what do you endearing. need from me? 
you're, you're constant in your affections because you liked Alex in the first book as well. I am just, I just have to say I'm flipping out with all of you guys. All of you guys, because I wrote Alex and he was like somewhere under the carpet. Not, I didn't even think people were going to like Alex in the slightest. And then the books come out and everybody starts liking the one character I did not bother <laughs> developing in the slightest. The underdog or story. A, he's an underdog. Mm -hmm. I, I did not bother making him special or developing him nicely or I did not suffer for Alex. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's everybody's favorite. <laughs> he wasn't likable at first. In the very beginning of uh, Lost in Amber, it was kind of like, you know, but then he just grows on you. And his interaction with Sam, I think, is the best. Because she really, she's really trying to bring that guy out. And Sam's amazing. So, yeah, that, that was a, hit, a hidden gem you wrote there. I think the key decision was when he went with them against the Richard, yeah. the Chancellor. Because there really wasn't a good reason for him, per se, like yeah. Lilu, I get going with Jasper and, and Jasper's making the choice because they just said they're going to kill Zoe. And he's like, this is crap. And Lilu's like sticking with her ambassador who she's been training and, st and stuff. But it didn't make a lot of sense for Alex. There was like he had to feel something for these earthlings that he's working with and that he's come <laughs> to have a relationship with for him to make that choice of them over his nice, steady world Boring. job mm -hmm. <laughs> like that he that he knows in his rules that yep. he likes and stuff so i liked that because that showed more depth to alex than you would have thought so and he's super curious about humans mm -hmm. so i like him i think that's I what like alex <laughs> making ice cream with sam like i know yeah wearing a green yeah. apron <laughs> yes it i think that was my favorite and my one of my favorite scenes was that and he does the right thing with Sam mm -hmm. in that scene where she comes in and is like, ah, this is just what I need right now. Don't worry about it. And he's like, no, yeah, <laughs> this isn't okay. Yeah. This is not a good time. You're, you know, you're emotionally upset. Things aren't going well. And this wouldn't be right for either of us. So yeah, he that and he's he programmed not to like have those <laughs> feelings and have relations and stuff like that. So yeah, no, he Do you see anything developing between Alex and Sam and Ed better. <laughs> Well, I assume at the wedding she gets him drunk on tequila and takes him home. <laughs> I mean, she does get him. She, I mean, I don't want her to take advantage of him or anything. That's not right. But sure. I think she loosens him up a little with yeah. the tequila. And he, he lets go and yeah. does some things he really mm -hmm. is interested in doing. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, I think Sam and him are a good mix because... That was kind of what both of them needed. Yeah. Is something, like you said, the opposite. You're right. I guess I shouldn't go with Alex because it would be too similar. <laughs> oh, well. You guys would. What's Emma's future? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, sorry. What? She didn't say her favorite guy. Oh. Sorry. Do you have a favorite of your Did four? Did you say your favorite? Oh, my, uh, Rufus. All the Rufus, way. yes. Rufus. Yeah, all the way. Yeah. Oh, she did? All no, the way. I missed it. <laughs> All the way, Rufus. Rufus He's is amazing. funny. He wears flip flops. Yes. He got down on two knees to propose. <laughs> He's the best. He's a big cuddly Viking yes. bear. 
Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a thing for that. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's cute. I I would not say, for example, I know that okay, I have my two main characters, and maybe it's weird loving other characters more <laughs> than your two main characters, but it just sort of happened for me to fall deeply in love with Sam and Rufus more than I have with Zoe and Jasper. As mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I have no idea if you can tell from the book, but Zoe and Jasper, they both grow in their directions. Mm-hmm. And I think Zoe develops in the second book. There's definitely a development for her. Mm-hmm. But me as a person, I didn't get invested. And as a writer, I got invested in the side characters more than in my main characters. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it worked fine. I thought it worked beautifully. Well, I I mean, that the scene in the jail where Zoe really kind of identifies what her emotional issues have been like and how like really figures out what was wrong with the relationship with James and even then kind of maybe what's wrong with the relationship with Jasper until you work on things. I think that was really key to her development and like seeing because before it, it did seem like she was too naive and too mm-hmm. uh, just a little damselly and but no she worked it out and she was much stronger for it at the end and making she's those decisions mm-hmm. yeah 24 like she well, yeah, is she's, young she's 24 young. <laughs> yeah she is like I, I remember you guys in the in the first podcast when you said she's at that age when you kind of lose yourself in the relationship with the person and I did not realize this until you said it but I developed three friends three girlfriends three women at different ages mm-hmm. 24 six and 36 that are dealing with breakups in completely different ways mm-hmm. and you mentioned that I did it did not cross my mind for a second <laughs> and then you come and say it as something you noticed and it's wow I did that without even you know yeah. it wasn't planned <laughs> and it happened it worked it worked nicely really and, well. it, yeah. and it worked I really hope you'll forgive Jasper for his <laughs> yeah issues I will. He had a he had a purpose. He did. Yeah, we yeah. We, we it will come around. <laughs> <laughs> so I have two questions and then maybe yeah. you don't want to answer them because they might be in future books or whatever. So I'll it seems it. pretty and maybe it was in the first book and I don't remember, but it seems pretty evident that we're assuming Jasper and Zoe are not DNA compatible, so there will be no offspring for the two of them. No offspring. No offspring. And Jasper is also <laughs> neutered. Oh. <laughs> ah. So he became sterile when he joined the Alliance on his missions. He had a choice at the beginning of the mission. Do you want to have offspring or mm-hmm. there's a choice of Twix Twix? And he went for the Twix Twix. <laughs> and they're not genetically compatible in this latest. So okay. they're lo- nope. not. No concern there. No. How about for uh, Rufus and Mia, since they've both been genetically altered now and maybe not in the same ways? Is I have there... not thought about their privates. Not privates, but just... Or how the enhancements <laughs> might affect the reproductive system. Just I did not okay. go there. It but feels like, like you did, which is amazing. <laughs> I'm taking oh, that. we're always thinking about the privates. <laughs> well, it feels like their DNA might not be compatible now because they have these extra things. But... Well, they might have been accidentally sterilized. That's true. You know, through all of the experiments that happened to them the torture the you know that would be sad for them I that feel like they really would 
be a good parent. Yeah. Rufus would be an adorable dad. Oh my god, he'd be the best fucking dad. He'd have the best dad jokes. Oh my god, Rufus Ever. So, okay. Well. So yeah, there's no no talk of offspring. I just did not... That's cleaner. It's easier that way. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I just was wondering. No, that's, those are good. Those are good. Questions. But for for Jasper and Zoe, it's clear because Jasper. I figured that. Yeah, I mean, and he was very clear about you know no STDs and stuff like that. They're not transmittable and whatever. So all right. Well, we have anything else? I think we thoroughly. Yeah, we went the through. The, <laughs> are there any points of the book that you wanted to touch on or had questions for us about? I mean, since we were an inspiration for this last. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think as far as I'm concerned, I, I would just like to thank you guys for all the effort and all the time you're investing into making us better writers because we listen to your podcasts and we find inspiration on what we need to improve or what we're doing wrong or what we're not doing enough. Because, you know, everybody reading is relative. Everyone likes reading different things, different ways and so on and so forth. But... I felt like the things you said, at least about my book and the books I've read and then listened to you guys speak about, I just felt that you were spot on with everything you were saying. And I identified with like what you were saying. I I shared opinions and it's great for me as a writer, as a big, okay, I'm on my second book. I'm writing my third now. But I'm still a beginner at the craft of writing. Sure. And thanks to you guys, I'm on my way to getting better. And of course, you you have a lot of talks with people about books, about what you're writing, and inspiration pops up. And you just, I integrated the fish mat as a little tribute. <laughs> hoping you would notice. I did. <laughs> and you did. And that was like so perfect. And I'm so thankful for that. And it's, it's been great. It's been a good journey, at least for me. And believe it or not, I'm at this point in my life where I have another podcast interview after yours. Yay! Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> so I must be doing something right. That's awesome. Maybe I'll get you guys in touch, although you do different things, but maybe, you know, supporting each other. Sure. And That'd be amazing. Yeah. We love like to podcasters. Mm-hmm. Other podcasters. Yeah. yeah. Or YouTube channels. Yeah, speaking of like do you wanna... yours, <laughs> like mine. Yeah, yeah. So I started 2020. I had this like big project. Okay, I'm going to start my own YouTube channel and speak about authoring and how I tackled every stage an author has to go through, like writing your blurb or writing your first draft, how to find an editor, work with an editor how to learn the craft and get better at it, how to tackle book cover design. This is such an important part of, and it's what's going to sell your book, period. So I started this uh, YouTube channel and it's where I share my journey and how everything went and I give tips and advice and I've been collaborating with a lot of wonderful people, editors, designers that are offering discounts and, you know, advice and free advice as well editors and it's it's been great because it's visibility for an added value again mm-hmm. added value. i'm a digital marketing specialist so we are kind of obsessed with added value you're a self-published author you're nobody so you need to do a little something extra on the side to get noticed because mm-hmm. you're not no jk rowling no <laughs> you know, brain 
nobody knows you so you do need to work hard on this side and bring a little added value to whatever it is that you're doing so i'm trying to do that so i'm i invested a lot of time in my blog on my website where i interview and promote members of the writing community and that's great so if they're listening to you guys right now and they want an interview it would be my pleasure to interview them and promote them and then i write articles on the process of authoring and the how to which i'm now airing youtube videos because i want to be the full package there you go that's yep. awesome Wonderful. yeah so yeah everyone Great. go and look up esther rabbit on youtube and watch her her tutorials they're fun they are fun they are lots so, of fun i don't know um, i do i do think so oh yeah Two videos to learn to look at the camera <laughs> instead of the mic. <laughs> I I did notice that in the beginning too. Oh, it trust we. It took months for us to figure out our podcast, and we're still learning. We're absolutely still learning. But uh, oh, I have to say right. that I think besides your content, your background and how you have that beautiful white space behind you is very attractive it's very intriguing to the eye because then you stick out as you're speaking and then your content and and whatever it is that you're explaining but you've got your setup so nicely that i mean it works it works very well i, like I mean uh, think about how it feels carrying that around wherever you go <laughs> In so many countries yeah it just, it's just it sticks to, it's like a magnet and it sticks to the wall it's a pretend shelf that i could take with me and set it up wherever it really? i go yeah oh wow you yes, I, I can't tell i know wow. but sometimes you can tell because like the books are not in their usual setting all mm. the time yeah you're, you know i'm packing i'm packing yeah. i don't remember the order of the books so yeah i can digitally control the color of the wall yeah so. i I could not I couldn't tell I thought it looked awesome yeah well wow. <laughs> I'm good also uh if you all guys want to do more interviews with authors feel free to send them my way for a free interview okay and promo yeah. that would be lovely <laughs> And thank you so much again for this opportunity. It was yeah. great. Thank yes. you for joining us. We're always happy to have you on yeah. and talk about it. And I, I'm eating for a cookie recipe. Oh, right. I owe you a sourdough cookie recipe. Yeah. What did I miss it's this conversation? On, what, is this from the first been episode? On my mind. Oh. Since the no. quarantine, I've been, I have my sourdough starter. You can oh. see it over there. Oh, yes. And uh, I now turned everything into sourdough, so I oh, made sourdough cookies. She, we, I had some of her sourdough crackers. Was it? Oh, yeah, I made crackers. crackers. Holy shit. Those were so exactly. Those were so good. So, so yeah, good. You mentioned it once. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> All right. I will get that done today. I will I will send you the I will send you the recipe with the chocolate chip sourdough cookies. Oh they God. really turn out so different than any other chocolate chip cookie recipe and it's really interesting and I like them a lot. So do you have any left? There's one over there, but yes! it's very old. I'm I will eat it. make I a care. fresh one for you and you will have it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Esther. We really appreciate it. You said you're working on a third book. So whenever that's out, let us know. <laughs> that's yes. going to be better. And it's going to have bedroom action. Ooh. A lot of it. Well, we did sort of get a little bit this time we around. That. So, no. yeah. So, no. yeah. No, I'm not glad. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you got the emotions that maybe you weren't expecting or looking for, but you got you definitely got um a plethora of emotions from us. Yeah. So <laughs> 
All over the place. All over the place. <laughs> it was we great. We fell for Jasper's betrayal, hook, line, and sinker. Also, I should also I should also mention this that that upon speaking to you, I realized that the first version of the book I had uploaded on KDP on Amazon, it was the unedited version. Oh. So you probably found typos. A little bit. Because <laughs> because Wait. I have so many versions of Amber, oh. and I uploaded the wrong one. Oh no! Oh, it no. happens, but you know, I wasn't punished in any reviews for it. But you know, there's ah. a point at which you see them, but they fall away because you know the rest of the story is still there. So it's like, yeah. what? What's the big deal if that's not the right word? I know what word it should be, <laughs> 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 or if like there's not a comma. Yeah. You know, it's like. Ugh. So I try to get to that point in reading where I don't notice them because it's a more enjoyable experience. It does happen all the time to authors because oh, we sure. have so many versions oh, yeah. of the book. And mm -hmm. then we work so hard and we end up doing this shit because, you know, <laughs> life is beautiful. It happened, especially nowadays with like all this quarantine stuff. I mean, two weeks ago, you just didn't put our episode up. No, <laughs> we, did, we, we just didn't do it. <laughs> We advertise it. Kalita did her part. She's like, um, so is our episode not up? And I was like, is it already two weeks? <laughs> Has two weeks already passed? She's like, oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh. and so, yeah, that was a, you know, everyone. That and Podbean has it automatically, uh, their timestamp is in a different country. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I think it's like Sweden or something. So that was a big mess. I could not figure out how to get our timestamps to match eh. that of Sweden. I've got it figured out. Okay. But that was, see, like I said, we're still learning. We still have a lot, all the to, time. A lot to learn. That's what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. If you ever, like, feel like you know it all, then why why keep at it? <laughs> then, you know, oh, you've proven it. You right. got it. But also it's us. Gold star. Like, this is, this is you and I. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is us. Esther, you've got your brand. I mean, like, that's, I think that's what's important is to stick to who you are. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. And once in a while, do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> or upload the edited version for fuck's sake. Oh, so yeah. thank you guys so much for this. It's been a pleasure, as always. Cookie recipe, please. Yes. And for your readers... <laughs> Uh, for your readers, sorry, for your listeners, sorry, I'm a writer. That's all right. <laughs> for your listeners, a big hug, and we are all going to get over this freaking pandemic mm -hmm. shortly. Yes. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Esther. Thank you, guys. Have Be a good. good. Day. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, guys. Welcome back to us. That was uh, just the interview you listened to with Esther. Esther, we know you're listening. So thank you again. Yes. For joining us. It's, it's always a, so much fun. It really is. And it's really interesting to get authors perspectives mm -hmm. on their books that they write and how it, readers interact with them. Yeah. Because, you know, I think Esther like proved it. you can write something and you just don't know that it's going to be yeah. like what you write is going to be accepted the same way. And so to hear readers perspectives on things is always fun. Yeah. So we yeah, enjoy being definitely. we enjoy being those guinea pigs for Esther. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, not everybody's going to push their phone away when they find out that Jasper, you know, <laughs> betrays everybody. But God damn it, <laughs> that one really got to me. I was like, oh, Kalina, you just I wait. Think, 
I think I said it took two weeks, but I think that's a lie. And I really didn't go back to the book for like a full month. I think you're right. I think you're right about it. I, <laughs> I put yeah, it down for a while. Seems, and then I was like, okay, like... now I, then I got annoyed with myself because I was like, but how does it end? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, but you have to finish it. So go back and fucking read it. Because I, I still, ha- I did hold hope that he would come back, but I didn't, I was too broken to believe he would. I was like, oh. Yeah. No, I, oh, I knew in my heart of hearts that he would come back. But that fucking betrayal and his acting, the writing of the fucking acting got to me so intensely that I was, I I literally was so mad at this book. I turned my phone off and I had to walk away. I did. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't handle it. That was the same spot that I was like, nope. (laughs) Jasper, no. No, Jasper. You can't accept it. But what we did get, which wasn't fully full on what we're normally used to getting is a love scene a sex scene which isn't graphically described which is okay esther did mention in the first um recording with her that she wasn't quite there yet wasn't comfortable with that kind of writing yet which is okay what she gave us was nice and subtle and beautiful and i used my imagination i had that model in my head it was all good it was a tender romantic scene between jasper and zoe and it was pretty early in the book a little bit yeah it did because it did, then too. we had like everything was gets up ended and well definitely before the betrayal <laughs> jesus <laughs> but um because then they have to kind of put on a different kind of show when etienne comes to help them because they want him to he's still in love with zoe so they're afraid that if he knows how close zoe and jasper are that he won't help them yeah Yep. And so they pretend not to be in a relationship for a while. And so there's no, you know, no romance happening there. So it was before that. And it was very, it was cute. And it was romantic. It was it romantic. Wasn't there? It was a sweet, it was a sweet sex wasn't scene. Wasn't there like rain and a thunderstorm outside? Or no, was that a different scene? Did it happen in June? Yeah, I uh, feel like it did. I think it was in June. I could be mixing my scenes. I, I don't remember that detail, but I also don't remember a lot of stuff. It was early on in the book. It was before all of the action was happening. Yes, but it was it was lovely. It was it well was. written. And yes. So we and Jasper get there happy. Mm-hmm. And that's a good transition for Jasper, I think, because he wasn't, he was really dead set on, I don't feel these human emotions that you guys do. And he does. He does. So suck it, Jasper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do feel it. And you do love her. You and stop do. betraying people because it breaks our hearts. <laughs> or like fake betraying people. Fake betraying. Like, I get it. I understand. But still. Double. Was it, good? it was a double agent. A double agent. Wait. Oh, somebody. What? I was just going to say. Did, did Lilu know? No. Nobody knew. No. Okay. Not even Lilu. Okay. Nope. Because he wanted it to be real. And, and trust was, me, they all sold it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know. He he did a great job. He <laughs> gets an so Emmy for that, mean. or an Oscar. I don't know which one is the, whichever one is the good acting one. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> well, Emmys, TV, and Oscar is movie. Well, see, I don't even know which one's the book one. Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> it gets the Dirty Books Award. That's what it gets. <laughs> yes, we'll have our own award show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, yeah, we just wanted to wrap that up for you guys. If we didn't touch on it a lot during the interview, but we wanted to let you guys know mm-hmm. what was available in the books. And we really recommend reading them. I think they're great. Yeah, they're tons of fun. And like I said in the be- or at the end, 
where she said she accidentally uploaded the unedited version, you still get through all of that. And I'm, I don't know if it's been corrected or whatever, but on Amazon. When she I, said, I hope so. I think she, we didn't, we should have asked her, but I think she said she nixed <laughs> it. We should have asked so her. So if we, if we delete ours and then re-download, maybe it'll be the newer version. Yeah. Because you can, you can update versions. Okay. In Kindle. Okay. Right on. Yeah, so recommended. You guys should get into it. And uh, she answered one of our questions, which is, is there going to be a third one? And uh, sounds like there is. Well, or she's writing, she's a, writing third... a third book. Maybe not in this series. She didn't specify the series. They just should... a new book. Okay. Well, there we because go. Because this one's really well wrapped up. Oh, it's no. Not that for sure. She could I, go I in the world. She could spin off into any of the characters. Like, she could give us Sam and Alex's life. Or, or a prelude. Go down Emma's story. Mm-hmm. Or just move to a different world in the Alliance and give us what's going on there. Okay. I mean, she has all kinds of places in the world to go. Yeah. But, you know, Jasper was, and Zoe, yeah. we've had their story. Yeah. It's a good wrap up with uh, We Move Gone. I don't want to read anymore. (laughs) I want to read other Esther's, but bye, Lulu. I'm going to miss you. It was very sad. It was very sad. (laughs) Heartbreaking. (laughs) But like a good ending. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but a good ending. Absolutely. You needed something. (laughs) So what do you rate it? Not a rating scale. I think I can give this one an 8.59 because of this spout, like the, what am I trying to say? The wave of emotions that I went through with this whole book between Jasper and Mia and Lilu. I, I mean, I just went up and down and up and down. And I, I've only had a couple of books where I had to close it and walk away. And this was one of them. Yeah. So um, if you can I mean, get that emotion out of me in a book, then. Also, I usually see fucking twists coming and I. I didn't see that twist. I was pissed. <laughs> that one was such a shock. Wait, which one are you talking about? Lilu? Jasper. Oh, Jasper. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see Lilu coming. I understood it as soon as I figured out what sure. was happening. I was mm-hmm. like, I get this. But I didn't see Jasper turn. Well, I just, it it made me mad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really surprised me. A lot of twists are telegraphed in books. And so I'm like, okay, I see what's going to happen Yeah, here. you're really this good at picking those sense. up. And this one just fucking flattened me. <laughs> Jasper stepping aside to join Richard and the mm-hmm. Alliance. And I was like, what? Oh. And then putting Zoe mm-hmm. in a cage. I was like, yep. oh, no. What? I yep. am not okay. Yeah. And he was so stoic and so good about <sighs> his whole role in All that. All of them. I mean, just to look in their faces and see their hurt and betrayal and oh, still yeah. be able to do your job. Yep. No fucking way. No way. No way. No. So I thought that was fantastic. I really, like... Finding out that she didn't plot this is amazing to me because it really does like looking backwards from the end of the two books. It so makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there aren't holes. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they find plot holes and I'm sure. like, whatever happened to that dude? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, weren't they going to work on this? And then it just disappears entirely. You know, it just, it flows and it makes sense. You don't see it coming when you're reading it, but at the end, like reversing it, you go, yeah, that's, that's how it had to go. That is, that's this logical progression of these behaviors and actions yep. and choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was written very well. So, I yeah, I agree with it's, you. It's like an eight, eight yeah. and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the sex isn't, I mean, it's good and it's, it's yeah. romantic, it's an, it's but it isn't our steamy level that we love. That we like so that's it. why we give but it like know, an eight. But it's a good break. Sometimes oh, it it's is. just us. I like, mean, we get, you get a book like Damien <laughs> and, and I was like, God, every other page is sex and that's great. But yeah. sometimes you're like, lady parts are like, all hey, right, let's calm down. We're tired. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. 
<laughs> and sometimes you just need it to hit your heart instead of your lady parts. Yes, so. there's different muscles that need exercising. I need your heart muscles. In there too. As yes. Well as so others. yeah, <laughs> very lovely. So, yeah, very good. So yeah, solid, solid eight, eight and a half. Well done. Awesome. Highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, what are we reading next? So next, oh, I'm excited about this one. We are going to read Vengeance Unveiled by Zoe Indiana. Um, she's an author we sort of kind of met through a presentation we did a couple weeks ago. No. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we did a, <laughs> a Zoom presentation with our local romance writers chapter. And uh, she reached out to us. And so now we're going to. I'm going to read one of her books. It's the first in a series, mm-hmm. and she just had the second come out, the second book in that series come out at the beginning of July. Yes. So, so we're going to just read the first one and hopefully encourage everyone to go read the second one now that it's out. Yeah. So join us for that. Yep. Vengeance Unveiled by Zoe Indiana. Cool. In the meantime, please feel free to reach out and talk to us on social media we would love to hear from you, or you can email us. All of that is sh- dirty books, which is sh- with three H's, and that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can reach us on our blog as well, our website at shdirtybooks.com, and anywhere you would find podcasts. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for the music. And thank you guys for joining us. We hope you enjoyed us and Esther. And yep, we'll, we'll see, see you guys next time. This two is weeks. Say that. This is Kalina. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.